What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Gina Bianca podcast. We are here for a special, special episode where we're doing a live power session in my mastermind group. And I have chosen the topic of 2022 cancellation policies and the new normal spooky of booking appointments, holding appointments, and really standing up for yourself behind your chair. So I've been seeing so much on social media about cancellation policies, so many memes about like, you know, you get in your car, you got a full day, you walk into the salon, you've got five cancellations, you get back in the car, you're like, what the hell? Um, and it sucks. Like, I totally understand it sucks. We're all going through it right now. I don't even do hair. And I was helping somebody out and I got no showed. I was just like, Okay. And that's me. You know what I mean? Like people put me on, like, they think like, oh, this wouldn't happen to Gina, but it literally happened to me. I was, I thought I was helping someone out. I didn't have a boundary or policy or anything. I didn't share anything with them. I was like, oh, they're not going to no show me. And they no showed me. So it happens to everybody. And it is a huge, huge expense that we're all dealing with. So I 100% understand it's hitting your pocketbook. It's hitting your wallet. I totally get it. So my goal today on this episode of the podcast and in our mastermind power session is to share with you just some thoughts I have about cancellation policies and a strategy that I think might work very well. Um, I've said this multiple times over my career and over my journey, you know, times change. And I really do think that the educators, the influencers, the mentors, the role models, all of these people like you can have a belief system that is super strong. Like my belief system is elevate the beauty in beauty industry. I want to help as many artists make money. I want people to make six figures. Um, you know, I want to be a blessing to as many people's business as possible. Does that mean that the information I share yesterday is going to be the exact same as today? Most of the time, yes. I try to keep my information very consistent. And that's why if you've been following me, you may have heard the, the same thing many times. Repetition is a form of mastery. But when things happen in the world, like COVID-19, for example, um, things change. And just because you say one thing doesn't mean you have to like die by what you've said. So in the past, this has been what I've done with my cancellation policies. This is what I did in my employee-based salon in 2014, 15, 16, 17. This is what we did. When a guest wanted to book an appointment, we would say to them this, it's a great day, Gina Bianca Hair. How may I assist you? Hi, my name is Sally. I'd like to book a color. Okay, Sally, um, have you been here before? No, it's my first time. Okay, wonderful. I'm going to start booking your reservation. If you could grab a credit card, that is how we reserve the appointment. I'll give you a minute to get that. And I'm going to go ahead and start building your profile. We did not wait until the end of the call and ask for a credit card. We did it right from the beginning. We got their card. We put it on file and we shared with them our cancellation policy. We said, Sally, please give us 48 hours notice when you're canceling your appointment or rescheduling. If it's outside of this policy, we do reserve the right to charge 50% deposit or 50% um, cancellation fee. This was groundbreaking during that time. 
clients, a lot of clients hated it. A lot of clients were like, oh, okay. Like they took us way more seriously. A lot of people hung up. Um, but the main thing was, is a lot of people who booked us were serious customers. We shared with them at the end of the phone call, we said, listen, Sally, the only time we'll charge your card is if you no show the appointment and you don't sound like you will do that. You know what I mean? Like it depends on our policy. So our policy had changed multiple times throughout. So over the five years in business at GBH, we tried so many different things. And the hardest part was like the dialogue and the consistency. So back then it was a 48 hour window. Back then um, we charged them a cancellation fee if they canceled within that 48 hour window, which is really hard to do now. You really can't do it. Like, in my opinion, you really cannot do that now because anybody can have a fever and then it's the end of the world and they have to cancel. You know what I mean? So it's really like not realistic to have a 48 hour window. So the first thing to think about is the window of time. That's like the first thing to think about is the window of time that you are enforcing this policy. Okay. So that was then today, flash forward 10 years. Okay. <laughs> no, five years flash forward me as a hairstylist, I'm going to do something a little bit different and just up my deposit. So for me, I have them pay in full upfront and I do not charge a cancellation. I don't keep the, I am like so flexible with it because if you're going to pay upfront to see me, I know you're serious. So if things happen, I understand and I can be flexible. So if someone has to cancel, even at the last minute, I'll move them around and just move their deposit to their next appointment. Like I'll just move them around and I'll be as flexible as I can be. If they no show me though, after I confirm them, if they just no call, no show, there's no refund. And guess what? People still claim it uh, fraud on their credit card. People still pull the same old bullshit. But guess what? If that's what they signed and agreed to, yes, I can fight it. Yes, sometimes horrible things happen as a hairstylist, but I held my boundary and I did nothing wrong. Right? So for me today, what I would recommend doing is make it a little bit more serious to book with you instead of having a policy that is like, well, if this happens, this happens. Like people who wait until after to charge the card. So for example, like say a guest books with you and you share with them your cancellation policy, cancellation policy happens and you have to enforce it. And you say, well, I'm going to require 50% for the services. They're not going to respond. They're not going to pay you and they're never coming back. So like your policy just like hurt you way more than it had to. And if you feel awkward about enforcing a cancellation policy, you really have to look at it, right? So if you're like freaking out about your cancellation policy, if it makes you feel uncomfortable or if it feels unfair, the policy is unfair. Like use your gut. Like your gut instinct comes from our primal instincts of something's wrong. You know, like you meet someone, something's not right. Your gut instinct, those feelings you feel in your body, that tells you something's wrong. A lot of us are so numbed out, like <laughs> that we don't feel our gut feeling anymore. You gotta be present and focused on your business, okay? So 
I can go on and on and on about this topic. Um, so let me share with you some solutions um, because a lot of you may not feel comfortable having someone pay in full to book you. Okay. So let me, I just wanted to share with you what I was doing, what I am doing, and now I'm going to share with you what I recommend. So what I recommend, and this is something that I learned from my tattoo artist, Mike Surprise at Mike Surprise, follow him. He's amazing. But in order to get on Mike's books, you have to pay, I can't remember. I think it's $150 deposit. It's like one hour of his time. And you have to pay the deposit to get on his books. So he takes a deposit from you for you to become his client. Okay. Takes your deposit. You are now his client. The deposit always is moving to your next appointment. So if you want to be on his books, you have to have a deposit that is moving to your next appointment. So if I pay him $150 to get on his books for my appointment on March 1st, on March 1st, if I plan to have another appointment with him, I am paying full price and my deposit moves to the next appointment. So this is how I stay on his books and how I keep my appointment. So if I plan to have an appointment with him, he books out so far, he's so in demand. So I always try to have an appointment with him. I will move it forward. For a tattoo artist, people aren't getting tattooed 24 seven. For hair, this is a really good strategy for your pre-book. So you can have a policy that comes in and it's just, you could have a policy that you put in place that's just like, hey, wonderful. I would love to have you on my books. This is how it works. In order to book with me, I take $150 deposit. This deposit holds any appointment you have with me. The only time you will lose this deposit is if you no-show. And I'm happy to take you again, but you have to have another deposit to hold the appointment. So like if you have someone who no-shows like twice, that would be something I'm like, okay, this isn't working out, but I always give people an oops. You know what I mean? Like a one oops type of thing. But if it's like a no, if it's like a ghosting or something like that, it really depends. It really depends on the person, the situation, because in reality, there's no like black and white. We're dealing with people and relationships and human beings. And, you know, there's a lot of content out there where it's like, this is the right way. This is the wrong way. And like, yeah, but we're dealing with relationships. We're dealing with uncertainty. We're dealing with people. Things happen. Emergencies happen. Tragedies happen. Do you want to be someone making someone's day worse? You know, if something goes wrong, like you have to just like keep in perspective that like they're getting their hair done with us. It can always be done a different day. And if there's an emergency, we just have to be flexible, right? So I like this strategy because it will hold their appointment and they can pre-book and you can say, okay, I'm gonna move your deposit to your next appointment. And if they have their last appointment, they can pay with their deposit, if that makes sense. So I like this strategy and the key is you just have to have really great dialogue. So here's the keys to doing this strategy. You have to have really good dialogue. You have to be in demand and you have to be kicking ass. 
Like you have to be really good behind the chair. Like you have to be doing a great job, your reputation, experience, demand, education, all of your shit needs to be dialed in. You can't be like showing up late, cutting corners, not finishing the style, running behind. Like if that's you, like you're not there. You know what I mean? Because you don't want to give people a reason to question the price. So you have to really look at your business and say, is a strategy like this right for me? So a deposit like that, I think is great. If you're in demand, if you're running on time, if you're doing a wonderful job, you know, in demand means 80 to 85% booked, you know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't, right? Jay-Z. So you want to make sure that you're in demand consistently to have policies like this. Now, if you're not in demand to have policies like this, what you can do is in order to book you, you can turn on Square or whatever software software that you use, and they have to pay a deposit that you can check out with them. But you never, ever, ever ask for the money later. Like in order to book you, they have to pay. I think that that's like the number one thing we all have to get on board with, because if everybody got on board with this, people wouldn't be shocked about it. But the fact that some people are so lenient and flexible with it, it makes the people who are having stronger boundaries look some type of way. So it's called elevating the beauty industry for a reason. If all of us elevate, we all elevate. If each one of us individually elevates our business, we all grow, right? So let me look into the chat here. We are on mastermind, um, on one of our mastermind power sessions. So if you're not sure what mastermind is, I do have an online education and coaching group. And this group, we meet every Monday at 10 AM Eastern and we do 90 minute power sessions. And the power sessions are live group coaching sessions where my members can ask me anything. Um, you know, we have wonderful sessions and they're all pre-recorded and available in their mastermind platform, which also has about, I think a hundred hours of wonderful content that is just so helpful on, we have hair content, business content, marketing content, tons of live coaching sessions, um, consultation, pricing essentials, like anything you really need to like, just get your business in line and have like a good mentor in your ear, not to toot my own horn, but I really do think I, I know I've helped a lot of people in their business. So it's just a great resource to have. And it's a great price. There's nowhere else you can get a business coach for $50 a month. Um, so let me go in and look at our comment section so far in mastermind. Um, let's see. Catherine asked a question. She said, when you have a consultation with a new client, should you tell them the prices, even if they didn't ask for the price? And the answer is yes. So I always ask them, would you like a price breakdown? Would you like me to share the pricing with you? Or I will just go in and just be like, my rate is 150 an hour. I estimate this is going to take about three hours. So the total is going to be 375. Right. I will just tell them what it is. Did my mental math just work? Oh my God. It did. <laughs> I was like, wait, yes. 375. I like had a panic attack for a second. <laughs> it was like, did I just do this math wrong? Um, I always give them the price because the worst thing you can do is give them sticker shock. That's the worst thing that you can do. 
because they're, they're going to be shocked. This happened to me. I got a facial done and like, I never spend a lot of money on skin or hair or anything. Like I'll get my extensions done, but like, I'm a very like low maintenance person. So I went and got a facial done and I got up to the front and it was almost $400. And I was just like, oh my God, I thought facials were like $150. Like I did not expect it to be that much. And I like never went back. And another situation, you know, I have a cleaning lady that I work with and I met her in a cool way and I want to help her out and help her start her business. And I had to have a difficult conversation and ask her, Hey, what's your hourly rate? Because the last time you were there, it was $80 an hour. And I was like, I can't afford $80 an hour for cleaning services. So can you please share with me your hourly rate? And they said, no, I charge by the job. And I was like, that doesn't work for me because I can't have that inconsistency. So like for me as a customer, the clarity and consistency is very important for my budgets. You know what I mean? I can't afford $80 an hour for cleaning. I mean, it would be nice if I could find uh, someone who wants to work in a salon who wants to clean, but <laughs> as we've heard with toilet gate and other, uh, you know, other instances, it's hard to find people humble enough to like start cleaning you know? So I read a comment in mastermind on the Facebook page. Somebody wrote, give her the Gina Bianca test and ask her to clean a toilet. If she doesn't, it's time for her to go. And it was about a, it was about a salon owner who was saying like, I have this artist and she's all right. She's got a lot of experience, but she's just not humble. Like she won't work on a doll head. Um, and someone in mastermind wrote, give her the Gina Bianca test and ask her to clean the toilet. I was shook as fuck. Oh my God. I was so shook. So, um, yeah. Anyways, make sure you talk about price. Make sure you have transparent pricing because at the end of the day, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. And we know this from Brene Brown. We know this when we, if someone leaves you feeling like imagine question marks all around me. If someone makes you feel like confused, chances are there's a huge miscommunication in that relationship and one or both people are going to leave feeling weird. So just try to be clear. Okay. Be as clear as you possibly can. And then what you can ask is like, how are you feeling about this? Is everything clear? Do you want me to elaborate on anything more? I worked in a salon where we didn't talk about price and I always felt weird and nobody ever came back to me. So I wonder what it was. Maybe I sucked and my reputation and my work didn't match the price. Or maybe people just left feeling like, wow, I can't afford to go back there. Instead of me working with their budget, I just assumed. And when you assume you make an ass out of you and me, right? <laughs> Mikey said, I call it my woman's intuition when we were talking about that. Um, we we're talking about that uh, instinct that comes if something goes wrong, you could tell. Somebody asked, how do you handle when you tell a client they will get charged if they don't cancel or reschedule 24 hours before their appointment, but then you as a stylist have to cancel on them less than 24 hours because of an emergency? That's the thing, you guys. Emergencies happen. And like, if you, so I love this question, Catherine, because if you would not be happy with the policy. Why are we charging our customers like that? Like if the policy is unfair 
or makes us feel like weird, there's something wrong with the policy. So I expect my guests to pay in full to book my time. In return, I will do their hair. I really don't do a lot of hair. You know what I mean? So to me, that's a gift to them. I really don't do a lot of hair. And that's why I charge full price to book me. Full price, not a deposit, not half, whatever. Full price for them to book me. If they have to reschedule, cancel anything, I say, hey, just let me know if anything changes. Please don't know, show me or you'll lose your, you'll lose your money. People rarely know, show me barely ever, like once in a million years. But if they have to cancel last minute, I'm going to be flexible with them and treat them the way I would want to be treated. And guess what? Things do happen. I've had coaching clients who I book and then I had something with my flight or something happens. And if I have to cancel as a coach or as a client or as a stylist, how my guest treats me shows me whether I want to work with them or not. If you are graceful and kind to me, I'm so happy to work with you. If you give me an attitude, if you treat me like shit, if you treat me weird, if you make me feel super guilty, you're not going to get the best of me if I'm burnt out servicing you. Like if I'm burnt out, exhausted, just been on three flights, how am I going to give you business advice and like being in a good place? Like I'm doing you a disservice by going outside of my boundaries to do that. So I really think that like, we have to like think about flexibility as a main thing. As a salon owner, flexibility is one of the number one things people want and look for. That's why I give as much time off as I possibly can to my employees. I let them work their schedules out amongst themselves if they need time off. I let them come and go and do whatever. I'm not like up their ass about it. I literally try to keep it a chill environment and a flexible environment. And then I'm flexible. Booth rental, the entire business model is flexibility. Flexibility is a huge thing. People want freedom. So if you're in an employee model, if you're in a client relationship, if you're in other relationships, if you're a parent, how can you be flexible? It's a question that we can ask. How can I be more flexible? And I'm not talking about yoga. (laughs) (laughs) talking about our attitudes. Someone said, I went to a nail salon that moves deposits. If you want to schedule another appointment, it makes sense. It's a common thing, but a lot of people just don't have like the guts to be like, Hey, this is how it works. I was talking to one of my coaching clients. She's an educator and I'm helping her launch her education business. And we were talking about, um, travel pricing. She's like, what do I charge for travel? And we were going back and forth and back and forth. And I think, you know, I helped her more by writing dialogue. Like I texted her full dialogue. I was like, hey, my travel is this and includes this, but to offset it, this is what I offer. And I gave her dialogue. Like it's usually not like what to say, it's how to say it. So that's why role-playing dialogue and like really like practicing is so important. So your policy can be simple and clear, but if you can't say it, or if you don't say it, like if you just casually like slide it in, in a place where no one's ever going to see it, like on the fifth page of your website and you just expect everyone to know, guess what? They don't know. You have to over communicate these policies so people can make sure they know them. You can't expect people to know you are two hours of someone's eight weeks. 
Okay. So you just need some perspective. We are very important as, and we're all valuable as human beings, but we are two hours of someone's eight weeks. We cannot expect them to be obsessing over us as much as we obsess over them. Like get over it. Love you. Does everybody know their productivity rate? Mikey asked and productivity is a wonderful, wonderful tool to track your success. And it's a wonderful thing to work on. So if you don't know what productivity is, Productivity is hours for sale versus hours sold. So if I have 40 hours for sale and I sell 40 of them, I'm a hundred percent booked. If I have 40 hours for sale and I sell 20 of them, I'm 50% booked. The metric for success as a hairstylist is 80 to 85% booked consistently three to five, three to six weeks out, like booked consistent. If you're booked 80% out, three months out, you need a price increase. Like if you're booked a hundred percent and you can't get anyone in for 12 weeks, you need a price increase that your price is too low. Yesterday's price is not tomorrow's price. Your price is too low. Um, and I see this happen a lot and people are like, but I just did a price increase. And I'm just like, you didn't raise them enough. Cause you're chicken shit. Like you didn't raise them enough. So now you have to do the whole fucking process again. So I highly recommend taking pricing essentials and mastermind. It's a great course. It really goes off of like the outcome that you're seeking. So like how much money do you actually want to make? And we're going to be doing a class on pricing on, let me see right here in mastermind. We're going to be doing on February 7th. It's a class called raise your fucking prices. <laughs> And it's going to be in here in mastermind. It's a three hour class included with in mastermind. And we're going to go over pricing again and give a refresher to those who already get it. And then anybody who's struggling with it, it's meant to be an express course to just give you the clip, like give you the notes and then help you with your dialogue. And then we're going to do Q and a, it's a good class. You should take it. Somebody asked, I love when Gina quotes a rapper. It's my favorite. <laughs> I do often quote rappers. Let's see. This is great for clients that want to pre-book 500 appointments just to make sure they can get in, but constantly need to move their appointment dates. I like wouldn't, I don't know if I'd allow people to do that. I would just be like, this is what I have available. Like make yourself available. People can move shit around. They will move it around for the doctors. They'll move it around for a dance recital. They'll move it around for a family thing. Like just come in and get your hair done. And for that busy person, I would focus on how to make their appointment shorter. Like how to make their appointment shorter and more convenient. So if they have to worry about a three hour time block, that's going to be a little crazier for them. I would try to get them in and out in an hour and a half. Like if you had somebody like that who has no time, make the appointment shorter. Jonathan said, I have a question. What if someone pays a big deposit, but they consistently move their appointments because of course they can, how do we hold a boundary that our time is valuable? So what you can do when, if someone's moving the appointment multiple times, you can have a boundary with a specific person. Just be like, Hey, I've moved this appointment twice right now. It's really not working for me. Um, I'd like to give you back your deposit and have you book on the day of. Like if it's really not working for you, because you're going to have random annoying people, um, that do overstep like this. 
And you're going to have to like person by person, just be like, Hey, this is what happens when you move the appointment. I do lose out that day. So I moved it. You can say I can move it up to whatever amount of times within a, whatever amount period, but typically like you won't have this challenge. It will be here and there, but it's not going to be with everybody. So I think that is definitely a big fear. Um, and a, what if, but I wouldn't worry about it until you get to the person. Because I always say this, there's three ways to handle any problem. The first way is to just deal with it. Okay. Some of us have an annoying guest who is really negative and who comes to the appointment solely to dump their entire life on you. And your job is to listen, hold space for them, do their hair, whatever, whatever. You could always get rid of that guest, which is number two, but some parts of doing hair just aren't that easy. You know, I'll share a story. Um, we have a new artist in the salon and she had a guest who was a pain in the ass. And one of our season stylists, Brian, he was just like, no, you deal with it and you take whatever's given to you because that's how you grow and build. And it's tough love because not every guest is going to be a perfect Instagram fucking special guest. Like, you know, all the people it's like market to your ideal customer. All of your clients are perfect. Everybody fits your ICA. Everybody fits your, uh, avatar. Okay. This is reality. Like we're not in a fucking like we're in reality. Not every client is going to be perfect for you. And parts of our job suck. Right? So I think like bringing down your expectation and raising your standard is going to help you a lot. You know, when I see younger stylists say, I only want to do X amount of things. It's just like, okay, great. Good for you. But like, you're going to grow way faster if you say yes to everything you know, and some things you just have to deal with. So number one is you just deal with it. Number two, you have a client who's a pain in the ass, who violates your boundaries, makes you feel horrible. You've given them three strikes and they've got to go. And you say, Hey, listen, thank you so much for coming to see me. I don't think it's a great fit. I'm going to recommend you to three other salons. Here's the info. This is our last appointment today. What a tough conversation for a moment, right? I don't think it has to get to this unless you're being literally abused or you can just not book them and not have time for them and not answer them and ghost them. Both are solutions, right? So you deal with it. And I always say it this way. This is a little bit graphic. Half of the world shits in a hole. Like they don't have working plumbing. We're standing behind a chair in an air conditioned salon doing hair with premium product with people paying hundreds of dollars, like half of the world doesn't have a toilet. So when I say just deal with it, like we need to be grateful for what we do and not complain about everything and see the gift and everything. So like when something goes wrong, it's like, what is this teaching me? Why is this always happening to me? What is this teaching me? The meaning that we attach to these interactions is critical. The meaning we attach to everything is our life. You know, I see two, 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 and I literally am like, God is following me and protecting me and giving me everything I need right now. I'm in the right place at the right time. I could stub my toe and say, everything bad happens to me, blah, 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 blah. The meaning we attach to simple things is the quality of our life.
So if you have a guest who's a pain in the ass, big smile, like do you grin and bear it or do you smile and do it? Right? So you can get rid of the guest. You can deal with it. The third is you create a system around it and you figure it out because if you have the same problem over and over and over, that means you need a system to protect yourself from the problem. If you like having a problem, this is something I deal with with some clients is like you like having a problem. The problem meets your need for certainty and significance. You always have the problem and the problem is bigger and nobody can fix it. So you get the attention and connection and love too, because when you're sad, people pay attention to you. So building a system, you can also meet your need for certainty and significance and connection by building a system, a certain change, a significant change, and a connection may be something you can share, meeting your need for contribution, something you could help someone else through. It also meet your need for growth, help you get to where you want to go. It's also going to meet your need for variety because who freaking knows how people are going to react. You know what I mean? So making certain and significant changes in your life is good for you. So what you can do, you can get rid of the client, build a system, or just deal with it. And when I say just deal with it, it's not like the end of the world. Like who comment yes in the chat box and mastermind right now, if you've had like an annoying client and you just deal with it and that client ended up showing you so much. Like some clients have taught me so much. I had this one client, her child, I was like 18, 19 years old and her child was eight years old, but she was a six month old in the body of an eight year old, a six month old in the body of an eight-year-old. She had an eight-year-old child who couldn't do anything. She couldn't move around. She was in a playpen at eight years old. And this client couldn't come see me. And I ended up going to her house to do her hair. And she always hated her hair. She always hated it. She always picked it apart. Um, she always made comments about paying, but she always rebooked me. And she begged me to come to her house because that was her three hours of time where she could feel normal. And I used to say I was her whipping post. Like I was her whipping post, but it taught me so much about gratitude and so much about like what we do in the industry and how we can help people. And was it great? No. Um, did I learn a lot about blonding in the kitchen sink? Yes right? So it did teach me a lot. Not everything has to be perfect. And, you know, something I've been learning is that Instagram, TikTok, all of these things are completely fucking fake. It's completely fake. And let me give you an example. When I have been on TikTok, I'm getting married. So I'm getting married on February 22nd. And I don't look the way I want to look. Um, very critical of myself. I, many of you know, I've struggled with an eating disorder my entire life very critical of myself. Growing up, I grew up in a very violent household and part of that violence was verbal abuse. So I've heard everything about weight. I've heard horrible things. And I have this voice in my head that as confident as I may look to you guys, I have this inner voice in my head that is so mean to me. Being on TikTok, I follow these accounts for like weddings and self-care and like all of these things. 
and I put it into perspective, someone's making a video to inspire me to do self-care. And I just imagine myself as them filming, taking a bath, lighting a candle, doing this. Are you really enjoying your self-care? It's like all fake. Everything is fake. A lot of these people don't even have a job. Sometimes self-care is calling a friend. Doesn't have to look like what it looks like on Instagram. It's all fake. So when you see someone talking to you about how to have a perfect client and you're brand new in the industry and you have five clients, one of them is okay. You can't compare yourself to what everyone thinks it's going to look like. It's just not real. Reality is we build one guest at a time. So I don't know, just a lot. So to answer your question, Jonathan, what if someone pays a big deposit, but they constantly move their appointment? If they move their appointment more than twice, just be like, Hey, why don't you book when you're ready and send them back their deposit? And then, you know, when you have a mark on their file that says this guest can't be trusted. Mikey, 39 hours of doing hair. Oh, he's explaining productivity. All in. As far as holding a credit card, how do you do that in your system and keep it secure? Is the piece is it PCI compliant? So I just use my booking software. Um, that's something I think you'd have to look into with each specific booking software. What about commission salons? If we don't charge a cancellation fee and we are flexible with the deposit and can't fill the appointment, we are paying front desk and associates. So for commission salons, I feel like it should be the same. And during that time, if somebody did cancel during those, like I would make sure that you're doing either way, if you have deposit or no deposit and people cancel, they're going to cancel. They're going to cancel more if you don't have a policy in place for them. Right? So this policy, if we, if you were to do any policy is better than no policy, but I think nobody should be allowed to book in your business without putting a credit card down. If that became the standard for everyone, it would save so much because for everybody, because that's going to make a hair appointment more serious, but a lot of people don't take it seriously. So I think everybody needs to take a deposit or to have a card on file, but if you have a card on file and charge them later, it's so bad. I like to say like, book me, I take the deposit. And then it's like, I understand that if I no show, I will lose my deposit and make them check it off and don't let them move to the next page until they check it off. You can do this on Calendly. Um, I'm pretty sure you could do it on square too, but you're going to have to find a booking policy that works for you. Um, and what I would definitely recommend, so cancellation policies, what if we ask a question instead of asking this question, how do I stop having cancellations? What if we ask the question, how can I make a cancellation a gift? How can I make a cancellation a gift? So Oprah Winfrey always said success is preparation meeting opportunity. So if you have an opportunity of free three hours of time, what are you going to do there? Are you going to stay in bed when your 9 a.m. cancels? Or are you going to get after it? You know what I mean? You got to have things going on. If somebody cancels a meeting, I'm like, thank God. It's like if someone cancels plans with me or something, I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> like, thank God I didn't want to do it <laughs> because I have so many other things I can do. 
Um, but I totally have the perspective of like, I'm doing hair isn't my full-time job. I have passive revenue, passive streams of income, which I highly recommend to anybody trying to make money, um, having multiple revenue streams. So technically at this point in my career right now, I don't have to do anything. Uh, and money is coming in. Like I can take off for a little bit and money is coming in. And that's the kind of life that I want. That's ultimate freedom for me. Would love to help you figure that out. But anyways, um, if somebody cancels on me, I have a going to-do list of things that I can get done. So if you're a hairstylist and hair is your full-time job and a cancellation financially hurts, I want you to take into perspective something a little bit different. So what if you have currently 40 hours available that you're selling? What if you condense that down to 30 hours and then 40 hours you spend working on your business? So say in the beginning of the week, Monday at 9 a.m. cancels, those 10 hours that you were supposed to be working on your business on Friday, you can move three hours to Monday, work on your business, and then have an opening Friday. Does that make sense? It's like you're moving your time instead of working 40 hours behind the chair and then 10 hours at work, after work, editing photos, editing reels, uh, batching your work, answering texts and inquiries, responding to DMs, all of the things that we do at home that rip us away from our family and our presence at home, what, where can you put that during your week? Like one of the biggest struggles that independent artists have is they never learned how to manage their themselves and their own time. And many people go into renting a chair or owning a business and they think it's going to be amazing and they're going to have freedom. And then they end up so stressed out because they don't have any systems and they don't know how to manage themselves. So what if a cancellation was a gift? You can get everything done that you need to get done and maybe open something up later in the week. But for 40 hours, you're going to be at work. People who want to do behind the chair 25, 26 hours a week, love that for you. If you're booked and in demand and you've got people, I love that for you. But if you also work 10 hours marketing, responding, posting, and I'm not talking about just numbing out on these apps because that's mostly what we do, um, you're still working 35, 40 hours. And those hours can be profitable if they're helping fill other hours. Because if you are working 40 hours a week, 10 hours go unsold. If you had spent three hours trying to sell those 10 hours, you're making money on that deal instead of having those hours go unsold. So I hope that makes sense. So thinking about what can I do to make a cancellation a gift and maybe spend 15 minutes planning out a side work list or really writing down. Like I always tell people, like if they want to hire an assistant, First step is write down everything you do for an entire six weeks. Just write down everything that you do because you're building them a job description. So if you really wanted to create a side work list, write down everything that you do. And who knows, maybe one day you'll be so busy you need to hire someone to do that. And you're already working ahead towards it. So we have so many comments in the chat. Love that. So for someone who has a commission salon, the side work and the cleaning list is huge. 
because instead of paying a cleaner $80 an hour, <laughs> like I am, um, you could be having your team maintain the salon, you know, um, if they don't have an opening. And if they're not humble enough to freaking sweep the floor or clean a toilet or keep the salon nice, could you imagine if you had a team member who was above cleaning a toilet and your bathroom was a mess and there was a line and imagine one of your employees walking out and a client walking in and seeing the bathroom look like that, like the respect they would lose for you and your business. Like, I just can't, I just can't. A side work list is essential. I would keep that policy. And if I have to cancel because of an emergency, they get to, uh, hold on. I'm just reading some questions here. Some clients have been coming to me for 10 plus years consistently. If they cancel on me last minute, I take their previous appointment history into consideration. So last minute cancellations due to the pandemic are unavoidable. The only time I would charge someone and take a deposit and take their money um, without performing the service is if it were a no call, no show after they confirmed. If they did not confirm their appointment, like if I didn't have confirmation from them, I would call them, text them. Like I would do everything I can to confirm the appointment. So I see some of my coaching clients on here. We've talked about this. And, you know, if you have uh, appointments Monday through Friday, I would start confirming next week on Friday. And if you don't hear back from your Monday, Tuesday people, text them again call them, confirm the appointment, own your books. If your hours and your wallet really meant a lot to you, why would you let someone hold a spot with no confirmation? You can't trust anybody. You know what I mean? You just can't trust people. You have to have verbal confirmation. And once you get the check mark and the confirmation, then if they were to no show, that's when I would take the deposit. For last minute cancellations with COVID-19, you can't. You can, but people are going to be pissed at you. There's always an excuse now. You know what I mean? There's always a reason for them to cancel uh, last minute if they're not feeling well. And guess what? If you're not feeling well, if you're like shitting your brains out and throwing up before an appointment, um, don't you want the flexibility to cancel? Like treat people the way you want to be treated, right? So it's just is what it is. Mikey said, ease is the new luxury. Love that. How do you handle stylists who get upset when we as the owners are flexible and move a deposit or fee? So I think that you just like really can't manage every single person's emotions. Like as long as it's a fair policy that you're doing and they have something else to do and they're getting paid in the salon, they should get a guaranteed paycheck no matter what. Like you can't be like just doing commission only. You might as well just have them rental because if they're commission only, like, do they have the opportunity to make a paycheck if they're not working? Like, that's a huge thing today. Like people can't just like show up for nothing. I think employee-based salons, like, let me put it this way. I was an employee-based owner for five years. It was not working for me. Um, the type of salon that I ran had health insurance benefits, paid time off, hourly pay, growth, free education. It had everything. And the profit margin was pretty small. I made money behind the chair and traveling salons today to get good quality employees. You got to have other stuff for them to do. And you got to have a con consistent paycheck. Otherwise you're just building them up to rent. You might as well have them rental. So if you have an artist that gets mad at you for a deposit or like a cancellation or a last minute cancellation, they're not 
like you have to understand that um if they're mad at you because of these things they have to understand that things happen like you have to manage your expectations and your emotions like if they're mad at you personally for a policy that they don't agree with they might not align with the salon what if they have to cancel last minute what if they get sick last minute uh, Robert Cromine said on one of my podcasts back in the day, he's just like, oh, if my stylist cancels, the guest gets 50% off. So like, I get it. It's got to be fair either way or else you're going to get destroyed by these people. People aren't having it. So you got to make sure it's fair. All right. Talia said, I have a question. Almost my entire day canceled tomorrow. And I reached out clients book to try to move them up and no one bit. I posted a new client. I posted in a new client inquired. Once I informed her my pricing on my treatment haircut offer, she said it was more than she was looking to spend. Do I offer her a regular haircut at a lower price, even though I usually don't do that just so I have something on my book rather than nothing. So I would say Talia, I would give her some kind of incentive to book um, what you can do is you can do her cut and treatment and you can give her an incentive on a future appointment. You can give her a treatment complimentary. So you're getting paid for your time, no matter what you can give her free curls, just be like, Hey, I had a last minute cancellation. I'd love to see you tomorrow. I understand that the price point doesn't match, but I'd love to get you in the salon. So you could see what it's all about. It's better than nothing, you know, and discounting, like, you know, I know people say like never discount, but like I grew my books on Groupon. Like I, Gina Bianca built my books giving 80% off. So like, I don't know, like, <laughs> like I can only talk to you about what I actually did. Like I built my books 80% off on Groupon and I worked on creating client retention. So I'm not afraid to offer incentives, but I like to add value. I'd rather be like, Hey, get all of this for this. And I can move through it pretty quickly and not lose my time. You know what I mean? A highlight haircut, um, or highlight and color, like where there's a, a big product cost, like a color correction. And you're doing like five reapplications. That's different. That's not profitable, but a complimentary treatment that costs 10 cents. Some treatments cost more. I get it. But, um, you know, you want to just think about like, is something better than nothing. Right. So I think you should, and let us know if she, uh, what you end up doing and post on the group. Do you want to share? I was just going to say, so my treatment haircut is at one fifteen, and it already includes complimentary conditioning treatment, any conditioning therapy of their choice or that we discuss together. Um, obviously the haircut blow dry hot tool included. Oh, okay. So you already include a lot and it doesn't meet her price. Yeah. Okay. So probably not then. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm like, if I say, Oh, you know what? This time I could just do regular haircut for 85. I don't even know if she'd want that. You know, I don't think she would, if she doesn't see the value in that, she's not, she's probably looking for a $40 haircut, Okay. Got which it. there's nothing wrong with, but there's different levels. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So maybe just go get your nails done. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Actually. Good point. Would self-care benefit you more than cash. I had this one salon owner. She's not in mastermind, but she might hear this. I'm not going to say her name. She messaged me like, I'm so burnt out. I'm exhausted. I hate this. I hate being a salon 
on owner. I'm like, girl, I know. Um, but she's just so burnt out. And then I saw her post all of her openings because she said she was like quadruple booked. Her prices are too. She sent me this whole book because y'all send me a 50 page essay in my DMS. And I read all of it. I can't respond. I'm like, please ask in mastermind. Like, I love you, but like, I'm not being paid for this. And like, I can't help every fucking person. Right. I have to have boundaries too. That's like someone walking in the salon, but can you put my root on? And you're just like, sure, sure. Like I can't, it robs me of my joy. I want to help people, but I can't do it for free. So I said, are you in mastermind? She's like, not anymore. I was too busy, but I'm like, oh, okay. I was like asking mastermind. So that was it. And we're, we're friends too. So I'm, I love her to death, but still the same, you know? So <laughs> I see her post all of her openings and I commented, I was just like the 11th at two, please book a facial. <laughs> I put in her there, please book some self-care you should book. And she's like, oh, you're right. Because we complain and we have a significant certain problem that nobody can fix but us. But like, then we just add to it. I'm talking to myself right now. Like I'm literally talking in the mirror. I totally like do this too. Right. So, um, self-care might benefit you more than squeezing people in. There's nothing wrong with filling a last minute opening, Talia. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you do have the opportunity to do something for yourself, it might just be a gift. Let's see. Does anyone want to raise their hand in Mastermind and ask any specific questions? We've got tons and tons and tons of comments here. But if anyone would like to chat, I'd love to hear from you. If not, I'll keep reading these comments. Hi, Jonathan. Hi, sorry, I'm driving. I don't know if you can hear me. You sound great. Just be careful. <laughs> um, so I had a question. I had actually DM you. It's so funny that you say ask in Mastermind because I took your class in October and I was meaning to join Mastermind, but I completely like forgot about it. So then when you messaged me and you were like asking Mastermind, I was like, okay, this is like perfect. So I just wanted to know, like, you always talk about adding value to your business. And I think like right now I'm kind of like, I'm struggling because I'm a sweet owner and it's kind of like hard to kind of like add value but then like hold the boundary just because I'm like a very giving person and I don't know how to like, you know, like put my guard up. I mean, I do with certain people, but for the most part, I'm like, oh, you're cool, you know? So I guess, how do you add value to your business? I guess, and hold your standard up high. I guess I don't understand the meaning of adding value to your business. So that's what I was going to say, Jonathan. I was going to say, what does adding value mean to you? I guess I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? Like when people say adding value to your business, is that like, I don't know, like the way I see it, like every guest for the most part that comes in for like a full color service, like I'll give them like a goodie bag. You know what I mean? Like shampoo and conditioner that kind of helps me out, helps them out. And you know, we're kind of like on the same page, but I guess I don't understand that completely. So, okay. Love this question. So adding value could be including product in your service. So maybe you include shampoo and conditioner so they don't have to deal with it. Maybe you guarantee their color 
and make sure, Hey, if anything, if anything goes wrong, or if you need anything, you can reach out to me, you know, within two weeks for a complimentary adjustment. And some people say like this invites, uh, problems for me, when I was checking out my guests, I would say like, Hey, I want you to be happy. This is the exact dialogue I use. And I think Elise can attest to this from assisting me. Um, I want you to be happy from the time that you leave to the time that you come back. If you need anything, feel free to give me a call. I want to make sure you enjoy your hair the entire time. And they're just like, wow. Okay. I can reach out to her. I trust her. And that right there, adding value and building a relationship, that's one kind of value that's not really monetary. It could cost time and product later if they need anything, but it's building a strong relationship. So hopefully like with any redo, it's like you get to know the guest and what they don't like and you don't make that mistake again. And sometimes my guests who I've done redos on have been become my best guests because they trusted me enough to say, hey, this isn't for me or hey, this isn't what I wanted. And I have to be humble and be like, let me make it right. Okay. So adding value could be monetary, like including product, but at the end of the day, if they don't buy product, their hair is not going to look right. And do you believe in product enough to include it? That's wonderful. Um, so adding product, building the relationship with the dialogue of, um, having a guarantee. Another way you can add value is with a wonderful shampoo, uh, in mastermind this month, we are currently in January of 2022. Our technical video is from Brian Boudelier of how to give the best shampoo on the planet. He is the best. Um, anybody who knows Brian can attest he is the best. And we have like a 20 minute shampoo video we're uploading into mastermind shortly. I just have to edit it. So you'll be able to upgrade your shampoo just by watching that video. So a great shampoo, um, a brand new consultation every time. That adds a ton of value because you're listening to them. So Jonathan, think of it this way. Every human being has six universal human needs. Everybody has six needs. The needs are certainty, the need for comfort and consistency and stability, variety, the need to spice things up. So certainty and uncertainty, they need to spice things up. They want something new every time. Significance, they want to feel special, needed, important connection and love. They want to feel like they're building a relationship with someone and that it means something and they're connecting with someone growth. They want to feel like they're getting better. They're getting toward their goal. They're expanding. They're getting better and contribution, the feeling that they're giving beyond themselves as a hairstylist. The question we should ask, how can I add value to my service? How can I exceed my client's needs every single time? all six, because every human has six universal needs, two are more important than the rest. So if you can hit all six every time, your clients will be addicted to you. It's literally like proven psychology that they will be addicted to you if you focus on their needs. So it's not always about adding money. Sometimes it's way more than that to add value. So adding value, now that we discussed what it is, Jonathan, I think talking about how to make it right for your business, you got to make sure your pricing is dialed in. I think that's like the number one thing. So um, if you haven't watched Pricing Essentials, please watch it. I know you're new to Mastermind, um, but you took my class. So you've learned a lot about pricing. Uh, my Five Ways to Foil class, we go over pricing for about 90 minutes and it's a good crash course on pricing. 
but how to make it work for your business is he said something that stood out to me is that he's a very giving person. And when I hear someone say that I hear I'm giving too much and I need help. Right. I'm giving too much and I need help. That's what I hear. If I'm a very giving person, I might be giving too much. So what we want to do is dial in our pricing by our time and make sure that when we're booking someone, we're getting paid what we need without needing a tip. And so that we're reaching our goals. And so there's room to grow. So all of the value that you add, if you can dial in your pricing, you're going to feel way better about what you bring to the table. I always say, I know what I bring to the table. So trust me when I'm say when I say I'm not afraid to eat alone. When you deliver value, your price properly, if somebody says no, it's okay. It's opening the door to somebody, somebody else, something else. Right. So Jonathan, Jonathan, does that help you at all? Yes, that does. Thank you. You're so welcome. Does anyone else want to raise their hand and ask a question? We're going to wrap this podcast episode up shortly, and we're going to go into our um, regular power session where we can do some check-ins. Anybody who needs a check-in, I'm happy to spend more time and answer any questions. But if anybody has any questions regarding cancellation policies, boundaries, the new normal, anything like that, feel free to raise your hand. I'm looking at all the comments here. Let's see. Comparison is the thief of joy. We were talking about social media and how everything is fake. <laughs> Sometimes you see some real shit on face, Facebook and Instagram and you can tell like real recognize real. So you can tell like what's real and what's not. And if you ever watch something that makes you feel like shit, just know the person making it might feel like shit while they're making it. And we all feel like shit together trying to prove ourselves to everybody else online. It's a little much. And you know what? I like communicate with y'all on the computer. So it's not great for my business to say it, but like maybe we need to put the phone down for five minutes you know, maybe we need to take a break from it because none of it is designed to make us feel good. It's designed to keep us on the phone, staring at a bright rectangle. None of it is designed to make us feel good. So don't be mad at yourself if you need a break. Um, I've been, uh, you know, listening to my mentor, Nina Kovner, and she advocates and my therapist, Dr. Nancy, um, advocating strongly for taking breaks. And my toxic trait is I don't take breaks. So I'm working on it. Uh, taking breaks and especially breaks from social media, even unplugged for like 24 to 48 hours is huge. You know, take breaks. So I've got some more questions on here, but I'm going to answer them in our power session. To wrap up this power session, let's make clear what we talked about today with cancellation policies. Number one, times have changed. Information has changed. Some of the old tactics we have used, even if they've worked in the past, some of them may have to be adjusted. That's number one. Number one is looking at your policies and, and realizing, hey, this does not fit today, right? Does not fit today. Number two is you want to come up with a policy that is fair and flexible and clear and communicated properly. So fair, you want to make sure that you would feel okay if somebody did this policy with you. If someone had to enforce this policy and you were on the other end, would you feel okay? 
is it flexible with today's day and age? Because if someone has COVID or is sick or whatever, you don't want to be punishing them. And you have to take into consideration that people lie. Okay. People just lie that it is what it is. People lie. Nobody is going to be completely honest all the time. The next is you want to make sure it's communicated properly. Do they know about the policy? Did they have to pay before they booked you? Because if they have to pay later, you it's over. I see people within the text thread. They're like, oh, I'm going to have to charge you 50%. And the client's like, yeah, right. They're like, no. It's a bad experience. Take the money first before they get on your book. Secure your books. You can use a deposit that moves. You can use a deposit that is for each individual appointment. There's all different ways to do it. You got to figure out what works best for your business. You want to make sure your policy is fair, clear, current. (laughs) You want to make sure um, that you have the right dialogue and that you're comfortable talking about it and make sure it's flexible for today, right? We talked about so much when it comes to cancellations, but the thing is, you guys, you got to realize that like we're really lucky to be doing hair. Times have changed. Some clients are awful and need to go. And then some things we just have to deal with. You know, we, we need systems and we need to be able to deal with our problems. We do hair. It's a challenging career. We deal with people, you know, dealing with human beings is the ultimate uncertainty because you can't control somebody else. We picked this profession. So you got to set yourself up to win. Uh, If you have questions about cancellation policies, feel free to join us in Mastermind. You can ask me anything on Mondays. We do 90-minute group coaching sessions where you can really ask me anything. Um, And I do my best to give the best possible answer. Um, Would anyone in Mastermind like to share what they like about it? Who's going to help me out here (laughs) on the podcast? (laughs) Who's going to do it? I'll share. Thank you. Of course. Um, so since joining Mastermind, I've really just felt like <clears throat> a lot more motivation in like every aspect. Like I used to wake up on a Monday and be like, all right, what am I going to do today? Like I wanted to be more productive in my business, but I didn't really know where to start. So it gave me structure, I guess I can say, and just community and obviously just so nice to be able to sit here and actually talk to a real person who's been through it and ask the questions. And even if it's just like a a venting where I know the answer, but I need someone to just repeat it back to me. Um, it's, it's been amazing. And then obviously Gina has the option of doing one-on-one coaching, which has changed my life. Um, maybe not anymore. I was like, (laughs) It depends on the person. It depends on the person. He's a busy girl, but maybe it depends for my high level educator, salon owner, people like everything's in mastermind. You can come talk to me. I can help you with any little problem here. I'll spend 20 minutes with you on one of these power sessions. You don't need to pay my hourly rate for coaching when you can just talk to me here. But for my, I really love education. So I do do one-on-ones for educators because I really can help you build a million dollar business. Like I can, I've done it. 
I love education, but for all my other peeps, these power sessions are where we do our coaching. And I've spent 20, 30 minutes with people on here and it helps the entire group and it helps you build relationships. But Tali, I love you so much. And I loved coaching with you and I'll still get on a call with you anytime you need me. All my existing coaching clients have my links and everything, but, um, you know, these power sessions is where I get to really spend time and get to know you guys and help you through whatever it is that you're going through. And it does give me a lot of joy. I wake up every Monday, like ready to go. I love doing them. So, um, they're absolutely wonderful. So we're going to get back to our power session. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to join mastermind, visit www.thenetworkmastermind.com. We have uh, enrollment all the time. You can join cancel anytime. And if you do pay for the year, you get two months free. So we also have salon memberships. Now, if you want to have it for five of your team members, uh, we do have a salon membership too. We're just growing and growing and growing. So, uh, really glad to have you all listening. Thank you all on my power session for your amazing questions, especially in the chat. Loved all that. Thanks Talia for engaging with me and I'll see you guys on the next podcast.